Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn. Welcome to the Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, chairman of Heartbeat International that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And, um, you know, I've devoted, my husband and I have devoted ourselves to pregnancy help, but it it is so tied to the family. Um, and and the the focus of our show, the family sanctuary, where the family is the place that God intended for us as individuals and for our children uh, to find the love and acceptance um, that is really his his intention for the family, uh, the place where we can grow and be ourselves <laughs> and be loved and forgiven and uh, find support and help and our faith. So. I'm focusing now uh, a series of programs, which is really exciting, on on lasting marriage. And my husband and I experienced our 50th wedding anniversary this year. And when people even knew that we were uh, inching up to that year, they would say, well, how did you do that? What's a, What's the secret? What is the secret to a lasting marriage? And so I think it's it's a great thing to focus on what is the secret? Is there a secret? And we're doing a series of shows. Our guest today, I'm really happy to introduce, have been married for 42 years. And um, they have some some wonderful things to share about about the secret, if there is one, to a lasting marriage. And um, I know you'll find their story inspiring. Our guests are Jeff and Mary Gardner. Welcome, Jeff and Mary. Thank you. Thank you Dear friends of Mike's and mine, and I always thought of them as such a much younger couple. You know, they were, <laughs> we're kids when we first met. You're catching up, right? You've been married 42 years. Uh, we've been married 50, and you have five children, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, Father Tom Gardner, which some people in our audience may know here in the Diocese of Columbus. You're members of St. Catherine's Parish, mm-hmm. and since 1989, and you're a couple that I have always admired your relationship, your marriage. And, and um, so thank you for responding to my request to, to share something about your story. And I ask you to think about from your perspective, is there a secret or what is the secret <laughs> to your lasting marriage? Mary, do you want to go first? Sure. You know, we talked a lot about that. And I think uh, a couple of things we would focus on And the first is having Jesus at the center of our marriage. Uh, We had Mm -hmm. each gone through our share of, you know, teenage trauma, mistakes made. And we had each come to a renewed faith in God, even before we uh, started dating, even before we knew each other as as young adults. And so when we got serious in our uh, relationship, we knew right from the beginning, that we wanted to have a shared relationship with Jesus as a cornerstone of our marriage together. That's very mature for a young couple, because you got married when you were, how how young were you? I was 20. 20, 20. wow. Just a baby. 22. That's amazing. I don't hear that very often, that even right from the very beginning, it it wasn't that you wanted to get married because you could have a beautiful wedding gown or... This uh, happily ever after a fairy tale, but you you really wanted Jesus as the center of your marriage. Mm-hmm. That was true for you too, Jeff. Yes, it was, and 
I guess I'd say that if there is a secret uh, to a long marriage, um, I would probably say God's grace and especially forgiveness. Um, they've both been keys to our long uh, marriage. Uh, even within the first few months, uh, I think while we were still newlyweds, uh, we had an experience where one of us had withheld uh, information from the other. And that was an early blow to our marriage, uh, kind of devastating experience uh, that we had to work through together. Um, it was one of our first lessons in uh, forgiveness, uh, that it's really a decision. Uh, you make the decision to forgive the other person and then trust God that your feelings will follow. Hmm. So that That is something that I have to say my husband and I didn't learn so early in our marriage. I wish we had have learned that. Um, we made a marriage encounter after we had been married for nine years. And um, I would say that was probably the first time that I started to realize that forgiveness was, in fact, a decision. You didn't have to feel forgiving first. Mm -hmm. uh, because when you are hurt, when you um, are disillusioned, um, you don't feel forgiving uh, Love is a decision. Um, Amen. Forgiveness is a decision. Those are things that we learned on our marriage encounter weekend. You're really blessed, I think, to very early in your relationship. Um, only the first few months of your marriage. Right. Probably the first time that you were really disappointed in each other. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that you had that experience. And then by the grace of God, as you say, grace mm -hmm. of God was so important that you were able to overcome your feelings of rejection um mm -hmm. disappointment betrayal, I think. betrayal. Yeah. yeah and and really forgive that's amazing and uh god i sure has honored that oh yeah uh, he has so um so as your marriage went on can you share some other examples of how god's grace impacted your marriage and times probably like that first time when you really felt he was present and you knew that he was going to help you through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think um, I could share there. I, I remember uh, feeling the grace of God after we had a, a horrible experience of our home being burglarized uh, while we were at a friend's house uh, helping them paint. Um, first, by God's grace, neither of us was hurt. Uh, I say that because we realized that after the fact that the burglar was probably still in our garage hiding under a table, and I must have walked right past him uh, in the dark uh, to get into our kitchen. Mm. Uh, so I thank That's God. Scary. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So I thank God for his grace and my guardian angel. Uh, and um, among other things, stolen, Mary had nearly all of her jewelry taken including her wedding rings. Mm. Uh, she had taken them off uh, while uh, we were over painting at our friend's house. Uh, we had never felt so violated, though, uh, having the house broken into like that. Um, time went on. You know, we reported to the police and everything. Uh, never heard anything. Mm. But about three months later, Mary's grandparents uh, were celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. And as part of the celebration... Uh, they renewed their vows at a special mass, um, and the priest asked if they were wearing the original wedding rings, and they said yes. Mm. Uh, that I must have been, yeah. 
yeah. sad. I mean, you, it was. yeah, felt and I, that pang. Oh, yes. definitely. You wouldn't have your original wedding rings. Yeah. Well, I couldn't help but wonder um, if Mary would be wearing her original wedding rings on our 50th anniversary. Well, that afternoon, uh, I got adventuresome. And I felt inspired by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to go out myself and visit some of the pawn shops, uh, mainly down on Parsons Road, Parsons Avenue, uh, to look for her rings. And lo and behold, the second pawn shop I was in, there they were in the display case. Mm-hmm. I was just in shock and in awe. And, and Mary saying, for Yay, joy and, over here. <laughs> <clears throat> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Wow, the the chances of that. Um, but God used that 50th wedding anniversary celebration to inspire you. I've never mm-hmm. heard of uh, heard a priest ask that, you know, have are you still wearing your original rings? But mm-hmm. again, that was just what you needed to hear. Yeah. Yeah. God God was intervening. And you know, I think that's a a I love that example because um those of us who have been married a long time <laughs> and have seen many uh, interventions of God's grace and things that happen that you think, how on earth could that have happened? And yet God orchestrated it. Mm-hmm. How he will use things um, in, I mean, obviously he orchestrated that, that the, that the oh, priest yeah. would say that, would inspire you, would give you a, another uh, impetus or incentive to... Um, Say, well, I'm going to see if I can find those those rings. <laughs> That's amazing how God works. And uh, and then brought you to just the right pawn shops as well. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Jeff, Jeff taking the initiative to go out and look for my wedding rings like that, just I can't say how much that meant to me. Uh, it was so special. Uh-huh. And especially that we had my rings back in time for our fifth anniversary that summer. <laughs> The you fifth, know, one tenth of the years yeah. of exactly. the fiftieth, <laughs> the first real milestone. You know? mm, yes, um, you know, and, and God's grace is always there for us, but we do have to act on His prompting, and you know, Jeff really did that. Yeah, so. that's amazing. Yeah, those those we have to be sensitive to those <clears throat> promptings, mm-hmm. like you say, the little urgings that God gives us. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So I'd like to share another time when I especially felt God's grace at work in our lives, and that was during the years of our infertility. Um, We had five years of schlepping to different doctors, different tests, exploratory surgeries, painful procedures, and it it was a real emotional roller coaster for me and a very painful time for us as a couple. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the early days of that time period, before we had really even told that many people that we were trying to start a family, uh, we were at a prayer meeting together and just standing around afterwards talking to people. And this little nun walked up to Jeff just out of the blue and said, I think Isaiah 54 is for you. <laughs> and he told me uh, he told me about <laughs> it on the way home. And when I got home and and started to read the chapter, it just blew me away. Uh, it, it's a long chapter and I don't want to share the whole thing right now, but I just want to say the first verse says, raise a glad cry, you barren one who never bore a child. Break forth in jubilant song, you who have never been in labor. For more numerous are the children of the deserted wife than the children of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Wow. And the whole chapter is just amazing. 
Um, but what I took as my favorite verse and one that just was my emotional anchor through that five years uh, of infertility, and I still hold on to it, is Isaiah fifty four thirteen, which says, All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be your children's peace. Wow. So that, going back a little bit into what you just told us, what a powerful story. So this nun that you met had no indication. She had no idea that you had an infertility no. problem. No idea. I think we had only shared that whole fact with our close family, parents. Yeah. I don't think uh, too many people knew about it. Mm -hmm. So obviously the Holy Spirit had to inspire her to to say, I think Isaiah 54 is for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, of course, as faith-filled people, you took that seriously. You went back home to say, what does Isaiah 54 say? That, That is absolutely amazing. And then, well, I know the rest of that story, Mary and Jeff, because I knew you first uh, when we were were working together starting uh, PDHC, Pregnancy Decision Health Centers, the first pregnancy center here in Columbus. And um, you were part of our original team when we opened our doors January 22nd, 1981. You were there and you didn't have any children. Yeah. 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 And I remember all of us praying for you as as you struggle with that infertility. And then I don't know whether people remember the rest of the story as I introduced you in the beginning. How many children has God given you now? Five. Five. Yay. A full house. <laughs> A full house. As we proceeded through our pro-life work uh, together, um, you were blessed that first pregnancy. Well, then there was another one. And then there was another one. (laughs) Five beautiful children. Uh, So God is, uh, what an amazing story. Yeah. Of God's grace and how he really um, revealed to you even before the pregnancy that he had that plan for you. Mm -hmm. He had a plan for, for children. And how many grandchildren do you have now? We have one darling grandchild. Just one. Okay. But you're just in the beginning of that stage. That's right. We we love her to pieces. She is adorable. (laughs) Life of our lives. Uh, Kiara. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, God, God is good. Well, um, so you've, you've talked about some beautiful, beautiful times when God's, um, God's led you when you know he's been there, when he answered your prayers, uh, and through other people often. Um, but have there been, uh, well, maybe before I ask this question about the stressful times, I'm sure there have been stress, really, really stressful times uh, as an individual, as a couple, um, and and particularly in a marriage of 42 years. Uh, but let me introduce to our audience again, those who are listening, uh, our guests, our Jeff and Mary Gardner today, uh, who have been married for 42 years, 42 Beautiful years. Uh, they're members of St. Catherine a Parish. They have five children. I've, my husband Mike and I have been friends of Jeff and Mary's for over 40 years. And um, we really um, ad- admire them as a couple. They're, they've come onto the show to help answer the question that Mike and I have been asked. And we're, we have a series of programs. You can uh, look them up um, on our archives of the secret to long marriage, the secret to a long marriage. And for Jeff and Mary, your answer to that was the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so and and they're telling some beautiful stories about how God has shown himself in their marriage. And, and let's talk about uh, if there's been a, a, a stressful time for you as individuals or a couple and how God showed himself in that time. Yeah, well, Peggy, 
as you know, I just recently retired uh, from working uh, nearly 40 years in uh, credit unions, 30 of them as the CEO of a credit union here on the east side. Um, Back in 2008, when the housing market crashed and we were in a recession, our credit union was hit hard, too, uh, mainly as a chain reaction from the failures and losses of other large credit unions around the country. Uh, So it was hard to leave all that stress at work. Um, So it affected our home life, too. And, of course, I think probably a lot of our listeners will remember 2008, that Mm -hmm. gigantic crash. It it affected nonprofits as well. Yeah, Yeah, the nonprofits, sure. It was a a terrible time for many people. Mm -hmm. And and now companies, uh, you can express that, Jeff. Obviously, I saw it from the nonprofit in a more personal way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, it was during that tough time. I remember waking up in the middle of the night one night and... The Holy Spirit quietly spoke to my heart, saying that I needed to be sober for a time. Now, I was never uh, a drinker of hard liquor, but I did drink a fair amount of uh, beer. Hmm. And uh, it was after that night that I stopped drinking for many years. Uh, And I think that did make a difference, uh, especially at home. Uh, At the same time, I felt a sense of renewal in my praying my daily rosary, not only for our marriage, but also for the credit union um, and for our children uh, as they were entering into their teenage years and uh, beyond. Hmm. So you just, that message was just clear to you in the middle of the night that, uh, that, that, and, and you know, it's interesting how people handle stress, obviously many people do drink more or uh, try to relieve it in, in ways of the world's plan Mm -hmm. uh, of relieving stress. Uh, But the Holy spirit was telling you something just the opposite. You know, it's not the way the world relieves stress. Yeah. 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 Oh, the difference was amazing. Hmm. That's beautiful. So the praying that praying the daily rosary was, was God, it was God's answer to stress, right? Not the world's answer. Exactly. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it was just an inspiration in the middle of the night. Mary, have you had any kind of an individual experience as well? Well, when I was thinking about the question of stress, um, what I was brought back to is uh, some years ago, I worked for a couple of years part-time at a a local charitable organization. And uh, the -the on-the-job stress was sometimes very intense. Um, you might be surprised to think that, you know, working for a charitable organization, but just, you know, with the clashes of personalities um, and management styles mm-hmm. and so forth, it was just, it was difficult. Um, and it quite often followed me home. And so I would vent with Jeff uh, just to let off steam. But at the same time, through that job, I met a very holy group of women uh, who went to daily mass, and for them it was just a matter of course. It was just part of their ordinary lives. Going to daily mass, yes. it was like eating breakfast. Or yes. <laughs> and I found that so attractive in them. Um, it just they had a glow about them that was just so unique. So I think starting in Lent of either 2010, 2011, one of those two, I decided I would um, go to daily mass two or three extra times a week. Um, and it was going to be my Lenten sacrifice, like I was doing Jesus a favor. <laughs> of course, 
little did I know it was Jesus doing all the favors. <laughs> so anyway, um, the more I went to daily mass, the more I wanted to go until it really became part of my ordinary life, too. Um, and But what I never expected was the way receiving Jesus in the Eucharist every day began to change me. Mm-hmm. Just little by little, in small increments, I've started to feel myself becoming a bit more the woman after God's own heart that I was made to be. Um, it's a lifelong journey. and Like everyone, I have a long way to go. Jeff will tell you. (laughs) Um, You're still human. (laughs) That's right. But I can feel God doing his work in me, and I give all the credit to Jesus in the Eucharist. You know, Peggy, a couple of years ago, Mary suggested that I consider joining her at Daily Mass, too, uh, because she was sure that I would get as much out of it as she does. And you know what? She was right. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's really been a game changer. Mm -hmm. Um, So your your couple prayer uh, is is the daily mass at this point. And what a beautiful, I can't think of anything obviously more um, powerful than actually the sacrifice of the mass together. We have had other couples uh, and and individuals on the program in the family sanctuary. We even have programs in our archives on couple prayer Um, couples that um, are maybe uh, trying the liturgy, the hours together um, saying a rosary together, um, praying, simply praying the Our Father, the Hail Mary, and the Glory Be at the end of the day together. Um, so it's, and and however couples choose to pray together, it's always in the sharings that we've been able to, to hear uh, on the program, just such a powerful thing. Yeah. Um, that that's beautiful. I'm so glad that Mary, you were inspired. <laughs> kind of do a favor yeah. for God and go to mass a couple of extra times a week. It's yeah. him doing all the favors, though. <laughs> that, that's right. Well, what about um, some of the things that that we know are also important in marriage on a um, a daily basis? General communication, you know, couple communication. Um, do you have have you been good communicators <laughs> in your marriage? Well. Sure. I mean, there's this almost goes without saying. Uh, there have been countless times when we each give each other the eye roll as we remind ourselves that for the nth time, communication is such a beautiful thing, especially when it happens. <laughs> if, if it happens. when it, So, right. but the eye roll often indicates that it's not happening, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to... It makes me chuckle when I remember a, a time years ago when our kids were little, and I barely spoke to Jeff for like three days after he made an offhand comment about how when he was growing up, his mom always kept their house spit spot. Was and she military? <laughs> <laughs> spit spot. <laughs> she, was a, she was a former nurse, which she always oh, reminded us of. Wow. God bless her. Yeah. But I was just devastated because I thought he was implying that our house was always a mess. Um, but when we finally actually talked about it, um, I found out that he hadn't meant it that way at all. So communication, right? Yeah. What it, what, when it happens. I, I want to know, Jeff, what did you mean there? <laughs> did you mean your mom was uh, too fastidious? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it really, yeah. I didn't mean to hurt Mary at all in that, yeah. but. I realized that it did. Isn't that amazing how a comment that maybe was meant to say, hey, I'm glad I don't have to worry about every 
little piece of dirt on the bottom of my shoe when I come in the house can be misinterpreted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Unbelievable. Well, we just have a couple minutes to go. I know you uh, tell us about forgiveness because I know you you that's so important in your story. Well, forgiveness has played a huge role in our marriage right from the very beginning, as we touched on earlier. I mean, in a long marriage, we all have big things that we need to give and receive forgiveness for. But we've also found that even handling the small things, those little irritations day in and day out, without the grace of forgiveness, uh, they can really add up. I think we both try hard to admit quickly when we're wrong and ask quickly for forgiveness. And even when I have to admit I'm wrong or own up to a fault, which is never fun to do. <laughs> it's, I have so few faults. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just so much better than having that little wall of hurt uh, grow up between us. We both feel that need, uh, that desire to keep short accounts with each other. And that's when God's grace can really flow. I love that uh, analogy, short accounts. Um, in other words, and, and Jeff, you're a financial person. Mm-hmm. Is that your favorite expression, mm-hmm. oh, short yeah. accounts? Yeah. Yeah. Always keep them short. <laughs> in other words, clear up anything that there's a discrepancy. If there's a problem, clear it up. Yeah, the and sooner the better. The sooner the better. And I love that advice. It's like the old advice I can remember my mother saying, never go to bed mad at each other. Mm-hmm. Um I took that a little too literally. I used to keep my husband up, you know, hour after hour trying to resolve problems in the middle of the night. And he didn't want to do that. Let's wait till tomorrow. And they've done that. But thank oh, you, yeah. Jeff and Mary, for your beautiful story and for, for your willingness to share with us. It's it's beautiful to hear. And and our diocese does have many opportunities for couples for enrichment, for, for programs. I want to give people the, the website Columbus Catholic. Org. Look under Marriage and Family Life, the Marriage and Family Life Office for other opportunities. But uh, tune in, listen to our other programs on the secret of a long and happy marriage, or a long marriage at least, happy at when we can follow God's plan, right? Yeah, so thank you again, our thank guests, you, uh, Jeff and Mary Gardner. You're listening to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio with archives at stgabrielradio.com under the Family Sanctuary. Our program is broadcast at 4 o'clock every Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sundays. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends. Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni,